Tech Yap Podcast. Tech Yap Podcast. Tech Yap Podcast. We're going to get right into this shit today. Um, that's kind of my new creed. I'm going to say this every week. We're going to atone for all of our sins from last week. I don't know if we can atone for our sins from last week, but we're going to we're going to be a lot more pleasant today. Yeah. So let's we well, learned from our mistakes. I don't think we I don't think we necessarily made mistakes. I think that there were points in that show where we were less understanding than we'd like to be as human beings. I guess. We broke some of our cardinal. We broke our one cardinal rule, which is don't talk about politics. Yeah, we had one rule and we broke it. You always want to talk about politics because it's so interesting. That's anything. That's the only thing anyone ever wants to talk about now is freaking politics. It is very interesting, but but we will net. We will do a better job at navigating around. Yeah, and I I think the. I don't even know if I'm going to leave this in the show. This might just be us talking to each other, but uh, I think the thing is we need to make sure that we maintain an an empathetic uh, viewpoint. You know, I think it's okay to have strong opinions. For I what think, we're trying to do, yeah, I agree. Like, weird, we like technology. We're talking about technology news. I think having strong opinions is great. I think having strong opinions and thinking people that don't agree with you are babies or stupid mm-hmm. is less great. Is, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of stupid people out there. And there are a lot of babies <laughs> out there. But there's a lot of babies and stupid people that I... Also think like me or think like right, you. Right, yeah, that you agree with. <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> I <laughs> agree with a lot of stupid people. Um, so, you know, it's, it's important to make sure that there's a distinction that it's like... I'm arguably one of them. Yeah, well, it's, it's important to be like, I'm... This is an exercise of thought, not an exercise of command. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Bill, how are you doing this week? I'm doing very well this week, Tony. Thank you for asking. Halloween was great. Uh, first year... Uh, first Halloween in our current house, and it was absolutely mad. We we had we were only there for probably about an about an hour, and we had three hundred trick or treaters wow, in an hour. It was great madness. Madness. I had zero trick or treaters. That's that's depressing. Yeah, I have a dark. I live in a dark Chinese neighborhood. Dark alley. Yeah. No, my house is actually. A, it's a really nice house. Like it's it's very nice, but. Um, it's a ethnic neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's not, um, Halloween, just not a big thing in, in that neighborhood. Not really. Yeah. You know? Um, so you just don't see a lot. You see a couple groups of kids, like maybe walking through to something else. But I think most people that trick or treat do it at like, uh, there's a shopping center down the road. They probably go there or something like that. It warmed my heart yesterday. I, I, I walked down the street and, and by yesterday, I mean last week mm-hmm. for you guys listening. Um, but yeah, it, it warmed my heart because it felt like the nineties. Yeah. You know, it was just kids everywhere in the neighborhood. I mean, like at least 10,000 kids in my neighborhood. It was unreal. My roommate has two kids and they're here. They're here like half the time. They're, they live in Taiwan the other half of the time. Oh, okay. But even just like waking up and, and one of them was a, a little vampire. A little, she's a little four-year-old girl. Super cute. And the son's like Captain America. He's like one. <laughs> he's Captain America. And it's just like, yeah, just waking up to those two and they, yeah. you know, they just chase around the house. It's really cute. Super cute. Yeah. yeah super and it's cute. nice to for me to have to be living in a neighborhood now where there are a bunch of kids out walking around with their, you know, sacks and their buckets and getting candy 
it there were a lot of parent chaperones. I mean, it was yeah. they were they were always there, but there were so many kids that it made it feel like it was back when we were growing up, and it mm-hmm. was like, all right, you know, be back at ten. You know, and you just kind of you, you were just let loose in your neighborhood. It's funny on Reddit. I saw this thing, uh, and is some website provides it, right? It's like some parenting website, and it's like a card for your kids to carry that says like, uh, "My parents know where I am. I'm safe. <laughs> uh, there's no need to call the cops." Yeah. And it's got like crime statistics between like 1970 <laughs> and today and stuff. And it's like, it's such a silly idea, but it is true. Like, it's safer. We just are so, like, hypersensitive. And it's got to be hard to be a kid right now. And, like, you know, like, the freedom of, like, being a child and exploring that kind of, like, we all felt like we were the Goonies back then, right? Oh, we I, were, exactly, yeah. They were always on an adventure, like, creeping around somewhere we shouldn't Absolutely. have been. Getting chased out of construction sites. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, I had so many of those stories. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like, that's the crap that I remember doing. Yeah. Being a kid. And who who knows how damaging it is to have that removed. Yeah, I mean. Like, 10, 20 years from now, like, how messed up are these kids going to be? You can definitely see, like, the gradual decline in independence. You know what I mean? And, uh. I that, hope not. I hope not too. I'm just saying, even in yeah. even in people now that are older teens and uh, their kind of inability to be independent, it's, yeah. you know, I think it goes hand in hand, right? Like like sneaking into construction sites and doing your own laundry kind of go hand in hand, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, la- last night at least was was a glimpse of hope. Yeah. To me, it was, it was it was kind of cool. I think it's you know, the kids are all right, right? Isn't that what they say? Yeah. Right? You know, it's yeah, not so right. it's not so bad. Uh, How's your week been? It's been good. Uh, Holly was good for me too. I was a robot. I really liked your Starbucks uh, outfit. Your thank you. Day. Yeah, that was a little team team outfit. I think yeah, it's a cool. Um, I got my, made fun of that like all night because I was walking around the neighborhood for a little <laughs> bit and be like, "Oh, Starbucks! Hey, can I get a frappuccino?" Yeah, everybody. Of course, yeah, frappuccino. Everybody. I, great, I had great. I had to come up with a lot of smart ass remarks back to everyone. Like, "Hey, yeah. this is my job." Yeah. I said that to this one parent couple. Yeah. <laughs> Could you be any more of a flat white? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so funny this, this one couple they were like like oh starbucks that's so funny and like their kids like run into this house and i and i just kind of looked at them both and went i just got off of work <laughs> <laughs> and they just looked mortified and i chuckled and dick, they, move. Yeah, dick, move. dick move um they could tell that it was so my week's move. been good uh hollywood's good as a robot it was pretty pretty sweet robot. It was very awesomeo South Park awesomeo style robot. Yeah, it was a a few boxes taped together. Yeah. Uh, it's actually right sitting right next to us right now. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to be a robot. I think people really got a kick out of it. Um, what else happened this week? Uh, I've got some soft soft stories I wanted to go over. Not really like newsworthy, but yeah. Well, uh, Red Dead. Before you get to your soft stories, Red Dead came out. That was one of mine. It was stories. okay. All right, never forget that. that Edit it of, out. That was one of my soft stories. Delete it out. Delete it. I'm not deleting anything. Everyone's fast, gonna fast know forward. that you ruined it again. This <laughs> is just like we were playing uh, Jackbox Party Pack, and you would mess up the raps. Okay. Yeah, I said it. Uh, well, it's hard to read typoed nonsense. It is. It is. Oh, it is <laughs> for the first time. It is. Uh, so Red Dead came out. Uh, we came out on Friday, so a week and a half ago. Uh, yeah, if it's, if it's Monday, a week and a half ago, yeah. and it had the uh, opening weekend sales record. Oh my God, Rockstar! Seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars in the you first three bastards. days. Bastards! <laughs> you the first three days. What was GTA Five? Was it five hundred? I remember it no. being like half so a GTA Five. 
did a similar number, but it wasn't on the weekend. So that's kind of how they're qualifying it as opening weekend. GK5 opened on a Tuesday. I see. Okay. And I think by the end of that week, they were almost at a billion dollars. Mm, but okay. it wasn't an opening weekend. So that's kind of, I think, where the distinction came in. And that's kind of how they framed it as like a new record. A um, new weekend record. A new weekend record. Okay. All of my soft stories are about video games. I'm sorry. Uh, dude, I, we're, we're surrounded by video games currently. So, um, League of Legends... I don't know if you care at all about that game. Not even one iota, but we did talk about that last week, and I find it interesting. Yeah, so the um, World Championships are right now. It's actually in two days, I think. Or it will have happened when we're done with this. You listeners will know if Fnatic or IG... Yeah, it's IG. I almost thought it was LG (laughs) (laughs) that they make monitors. Uh, Fnatic being a European team and IG being a Chinese team, you will know who the champion is. So the the there was another Asian team and the American team. Yeah. So the American team got beat. They got destroyed by Fnatic. Damn it! I stayed up and watched it at one in the morning. I was actually super buzzed. That came was coming from a like a Halloween <laughs> trivia party. Yeah, that sounds like and a I good got, use of. I got home at one and I turned yeah. the TV, I turned the computer on. I was just sitting there watching yeah. it. League of Legends, let's do it. No, I was more like I was just like falling asleep, staring at it, trying to steal. Oh, it. you were you were that kind of buzz. Yeah. You were not the amp. Like, let's do this no, buzz. I just driven home from Costa Mesa. It was like an hour long drive. You know, I was just like, oh my god, I need to sleep. Um, <laughs> So, so championship this weekend uh, will be very exciting. Uh, European team, honestly, it's mostly always just Asian teams in these. So finals. it's so it is kind of notable even, that a European team, even in. having a European team, cool. in it is a big deal. Um, and Smash Brothers, which is going to be the hugest game coming in December for Nintendo Switch, uh, had a Smash Direct this morning at like six a.m., seven a.m., six or seven. A Smash Direct. So they announced new characters. Wow. So one of the characters they announced is Incineroar. It's a Pokemon. He's been kind of uh, he's been kind of leaked. People have kind of known he was coming. Incineroar. Yeah. Is I it a dinosaur kind of looking thing? He's a wrestling like dinosaur thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Wrestling moves. I, I think he's a very. I think it's very stupid. Yeah. I'm really not into like late Pokemon. It seems dumb. But they also announced Ken. From Street Fighter is one of the characters. Wow, I thought you were going to say Ken from Barbie. No, they <laughs> had uh, like, they've had Ryu, so Ken's going to be like his counterpart. Okay, and uh, they're actually the newest character they announced, and it was like a end of the show leak was a piranha plant. Oh, the potted plant. Yeah, you can spit poison and like that's pretty cool. wiggles around in his pot, and you can like stick his neck out and shoot those spike balls out. The yeah. Plant shoot pretty exciting i'm kind of into that that's cool it's it's cool um so there's a lot of hype i know there was like some leaks were announced last week for it for some other characters it's not happening everyone got bamboozled by the leaks so that's pretty funny too because everyone's very upset dude how interesting has the whole nintendo switch thing been yeah it's super it's so weird i mean there it was either loved it or hate it when it first came out and it's still relevant like it's kind of trucking along i i hated the idea of it and then it came out and i totally bought it and do you love the idea of having it i'd love it but it was but do you use the port like do you use the dual system nature of it like do you use it as a portable and i almost never plug it into the tv really yeah almost never um just because you can or because that's how you're able to use it it's because i do other things like the joy of it to me is to be like uh 
watching Netflix passively and kind of playing something passive. You know what I mean? To like sort of be doing two things at once. Yeah. Um, it's not like the full engage PS4 headphones on like, you know, like I think there's a time for that, but there's a time where you just kind of want to sort of be playing a game and sort of be watching TV. Yeah, I can, I can feel you know, or like sitting on the couch with your friends. But is that more of it or do you find yourself, I mean, I don't know how much like public transportation you use. I know that's always like a big thing on those switch commercials. Like you could be on the bus and playing your switch. It's in my backpack right now. I always carry it. You do. Yeah. Cause you know, I use it to the mechanic shop or yeah, yeah, need a little break or you know, um, I busted out a lot in those kinds Dude, of situations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nice. Cool. Um, so those are my little storyettes. You know, before we move on to the main part of the news, mm-hmm. uh, it has been out for a week and a half. I'm sure most of you have played Red Dead. Um, you, we talked a lot about it leading up to the release. Yep. Now that it has released and we've had a chance to spend some time with it, what what are your thoughts on it? It's cool. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, I mean, we've played it here. Um, I think it's just kind of what you expected. Like, it, it doesn't disappoint. Yeah. Right? It, it's a good way to put it. It's exactly what you expect from from Red Dead 2, which is a great thing. Yeah. It's a great game. Uh, it's a good narrative. It's very slow and methodical and paced in a way that I think is... Um, it's unique. And it's yeah, and it's mature. It respects your maturity. Some of these articles I've read about the game um, are so laughable, right? Because it's like, oh, I can't believe how slow this game is, or I can't believe you have to actually like do these things. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, all like the role play kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 so disappointing, right? Because I, th- you know, I think there's a place in the world for Call of Duty type games where you're healing and jumping and shooting and care packaging and you know like doing all these things at once but i mean if someone wants to make a beautiful game with beautiful music and a slow pace that really makes you kind of appreciate all the nuance and the you know the The art the art of it yeah then it's so hard for me to be like that makes it a bad game you know what i mean like yeah it's it's like the video game equivalent of going for a nice walk i like to think of it like uh um like there will be blood right I drink your milkshake, right? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you remember that movie? Did you see that movie? I, you know, I, haven't, I have not seen it. I've seen enough about it where I know the story I saw and it, stuff. I saw it yeah. in theaters, right? Yeah. It is like three hours at least. It is so long. Um, Which is what has prevented me from watching it after It's tough. Fact. It's, I didn't know it was that long. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I probably wouldn't have. But it's it's beautiful. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful movie. Like, it is... You know, it's like a roller coaster. Like you are slowly relaxing, taking in the the scenery, and there are just moments of just like heightened highs, or just like blood curdling, and like um, you know the changes in pace and the 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 visual styles and the use of color and all these things and the 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 ultimate resolution of it um, are so powerful, and you can only do that because you have such. Uh, wild swings and pacing and and in uh tempo right and and in emotion and um i look at games like red dead and it's like oh okay like i get it like this is what they're doing you know they're trying to create uh low lows and high highs and yeah those methodical moments kind of connect you more to that time Mm -hmm. period as well which i think it's really cool 
especially us being on the West Coast, everything that is around us is because of people that went through that era yeah. and lived like that. So to kind of imagine what it would be like to live in that time period and have to go hunt and have to skin animals and, you know, shave and go to these rudimentary general stores and have, you know, this lawlessness and industrial revolution starting to creep in and people's lives are changing at a rate that they never had before. I think um, a lot of people have a weird expectation with games now. Um they're just used to a very specific style of game. Uh, you know, like an Assassin's Creed or a uh, when they think of third person narrative adventure games. Yeah, action adventure games. They of think of like a lot of action, a lot moving fast, uh, you know, Spider Man and which are great games, which are which are a style of game, right? Um but when you get into kind of historical gaming and games I've played, like um methodical games aren't anything new you know what i mean like i used to play a lot of turn-based rpgs you know and those are the slowest of games right like far slower than red dead you could not in real time pick something up you had to through menus (laughs) right right you know (laughs) open search grab and go through your menus and see what it was that you grabbed right like um so I'm not as bothered by it. like I I can see the value in um in the detail, you know. So Yeah, the details what stands out to me and I like those slower paced games because it makes the the moments of action that much more important, mm-hmm. which is why I am like firmly on the PUBG side of things versus you know Call of Duty or Fortnite because it's the the periods of it's quiet, you're gathering stuff, you're running you know, you're, it's like really slow. You kind of have to play it methodical if you, you know, want to play it in a certain way. Uh, I mean, you know, like the times that we've played, like I like the more conservative hang back and like survive. Yeah, you can call it that. <laughs> but I prefer that style of game because when you, when you do hear somebody or when you are in that firefight, it's that much more impactful. Yeah. And you know, and that's fine. And I see value in both. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. I, I don't think one's right and one's wrong or one's better and one's worse. Sometimes I want – I love Call of Duty. Like, I like jumping in there and being a super soldier and racking off Just a thousand rounds out of a, you know, a, a crazy SMG and jumping off people's heads and stabbing them in the throats and <laughs> launching Hellfire missiles, right? Like, that's super fun too, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm somehow turned off by – something that's got a bit more uh, methodical pace. Yeah, it's like, I mean, just like any other entertainment, PUBG, or not PUBG, but like, you know, Fortnite, Call of Duty is kind of like the Marvel movies. And, you know, then you've got uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which might be more like Game of Thrones, you know, where you've got episodes where, you know, nothing happens for two episodes. And then there's there's an episode where everything happens and it's, because of those stretches of nothing happens in its building tension that cre- that makes when something does happen that much more impactful. I'll tell you this, like I like Call of Duty. I don't give a rat's ass what happens to Ajax after the fight is over. Okay? None at all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not worried yeah. about it's a good dopamine shot, yeah. but I don't care what happens. I don't care about the characters, right? I'm not like 
like, oh, is Ajax gonna make it? He's only I only died seventeen <laughs> times this match, you know. Yeah. What I, um, and in the same way, like when I play Assassin's Creed, like there's a reason it doesn't bother you to dive off a building and break your character's neck, right? It's because this character really doesn't. You don't feel anything for these characters, right? You, they're everything's fast and disposable, and uh, not everything needs to be that way. Sometimes it can kind of make you cringe when you, you know, catch yourself on fire or get killed falling off your horse. You know what I <laughs> right, mean? Right? Yeah. Sometimes you can be like, "Oh, I wish that didn't happen." Yeah. Right? But all right, let's get in. Let's get into the meat because we're our, like thirty News time. We're like thirty minutes into this already. I love it. Are we thirty minutes? We're not know. succinct. We're twenty-one minutes into this, <laughs> but. Um, so I'm going to start with mine because I think yours is going to get more heated than mine. Um, so Apple just announced, and this is from The Verge. I did not write down who wrote it, but I, I'm sorry. You can go on The Verge and search for Apple Repair Vintage Apple Product Pilot. Um, Apple's saying they're willing to repair older devices. That is basically the story. Um, but the reality is this is a response to... Uh, Apple's kind of continued legislation against right to repair, right? Um, basically, the idea is that Apple doesn't want anybody else repairing their devices, right? They they consider the device on a type of a lease, even if you own it, and um, they will brick your soft they will brick the software on your device uh, for some third party repairs. I know there was a big issue with um, the uh, lock screen, the thumbprint scan- sensors. If you use third party thumbprint sensors, they bricked people's phones for doing that on the six or the seven Oof. yeah um so apple's bits of real scumbags about this and um aren't they scumbags about repairing their new stuff too no about everything yeah this yeah. is about new they were scumbags about the new stuff this this the thing so the things that they're now willing to repair are iphone 5s um 2012 macbook airs and 2011 iMacs. um oh they're going to expand to include iPhone 4S, 2012 MacBook Pros, and 2012 MacBook Pro Retinas. Uh, let's see, is there anything else on here? 2012 MacBook Pro and iPhone 5. Okay, that's the whole story. I don't even need that thing anymore. Um, my thing is, and I, I guess, you know, it's weird I bring this story up and I talk about right to repair. My assumption is pretty much everybody agrees, right? Like, no one is pro corporation enough to think that Apple is cool in saying you can't repair your shit, right? Like, like, um, like it's crazy that they can kind of maintain this uh, this ideology that you're not allowed to fix your own device or have your device repaired by a third party, right? It, yeah, it, it bleeds into their software too. Yeah, well, just everything about what they do is based on. We know better than you. Do not touch it and buy everything that we make brand new every year. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I'm i tempted a lot. To, like, I've always been tempted to get an iPhone, right? Because there's, uh, they're nice. They're super nice phones. Um, uh, you're basically in with the cool kids as far as, like, um, you know, the Bluetooth dropping files and... Yeah, which uh, is nice. That's messenger, a nice feature. Like their Apple, their messenger feature is really nice because it's just a database connection between phones. Yeah. Um, uh, AirDrop is what they call the Bluetooth thing. Right, yeah. Uh, or like FaceTiming people is, you know, it's all Slick. native. A lot of apps like Instagram or Snapchat 
are much better integrated for Apple than they are for uh, for Android. Definitely. So there's a lot of things that are Yeah, like, Instagram stories look like garbage on my S9. Yeah, why? Like, I don't <laughs> get it. Like, even my Huawei, like, my camera's so nice. And when yeah. I take Instagram photos, they look great. My stories do not look great. You yeah. know what I mean? And They're it's all like, cropped weird. And, yeah. yeah. Whereas I, you see people on their iPhones, like, their iPhone 6s. It's like, man, this looks, way, this looks so nice. But... um. You know, so there's a lot of things that are like, oh, you might want to get an Apple iPhone, but it's like, God, they're so crummy. And um, I don't know if you've seen this guy, the the engineering guy that does all the Apple repairs on YouTube. No, I haven't seen any of his videos, but just because I don't, you know, really have too many Apple products. But yeah, he's he's a dork, right? But his uh, yeah. he basically gets like he's been sued too, like, and you know, it's like him and uh, I fix it, right? The, I don't know if you ever heard of that company. Yeah, yeah. They've been sued by Apple multiple times because the if you use an Apple diagram that's considered copyrighted material and so you can't distribute like a um like a, a spec sheet or anything for uh, Apple products and they will sue you if you do. Dude, doesn't Apple know that the internet exists? That well, anyone can get any of that at any time? Well, that's what's weird. A lot of it you can't get, right? And a lot of it there's Well, if I if those companies if I fix it has it. It, I mean, like, you don't think you could go on Reddit and find that in three minutes? Not all of it. A lot of it you have to pay for. Like, even this engineer guy uses, like, a third-party software program that um, that has blow-ups for Apple boards in it. Because, you know, a lot of what he does is extremely technical, right? Where he's, like, this, this diode, like this diode uh, runs power from this chip to this chip. And... <coughs> And literally, he'll just replace the $2 diode and fix the motherboard, right? And he's like, yeah, it took me 15 minutes. I'll charge 30 bucks." You know what I mean? Um, I don't expect Apple to do all that. Instead, Apple doesn't let other people do that, right? And kind of, like I'm saying, tries to hide the information um, behind copyright. And uh, like I was saying, with the touch button, you know, they literally brick people's devices, for doing that, right? That's like so stupid. Full on, your phone's trash now. Brace. It's yeah. making me mad. And it is. It's, it's a- making me so mad. But that, I mean, their business model, we we talked about this, I think, really early that when, when Apple was hit the trillion dollar valuation mark, that they're... they're unique in the tech giants you know the the five whatever tech giants in that they sell hardware and all of their money is in hardware so they need to protect that revenue stream and they need to keep people coming back i mean that's why they have these apple events because they want to make it a big deal they want to you know announce triumphantly the new hardware make it look super sexy and like you have to have it and you can even tell by just the features that they add where they have, you know, they'll, they'll have something in there that doesn't really change the um, functionality of it too much. Like uh, the the Pro, the MacBook Pro that had yeah. that little touch screen thing. Yeah, the touch bar. Like it's a it's cool idea. It's really gimmicky. But they just, if you don't have that touch bar thing, you know you have the old device. Yeah. Like, there's always those, like... It makes the old, it makes any device in your old look obsolete. Look obsolete. Yeah. And they're very good at making something that really isn't very different look obsolete. Yeah. And it's just because they're a hardware retailer. 
I mean, heck, if you look at an iPhone from two years ago right now with that, you know, the fat bezel top and bottom, you know. Just, yeah, it looks so dumb. It looks so bad. Yeah, but if you look at, like, four generations ago, Samsung S9 or S7 Edge, you'd be like, damn, that's a sexy looking phone. You're like, yeah, dude, it's four years old. Yeah. It's, I mean, even my phone's a couple years old. And it looks nice. Yeah. You know, no oh, yeah, really. this S9 is going to look freaking badass for, for years. And, you know, like, they they are not solely a hardware manufacturer. Yeah. And I I get it. Like, I get wanting to protect your intellectual property, protect your nest egg. It's very anti-consumer, but so is trying to make people buy your crap every year when you know that you don't need it. Well, and allowing, like, pricing to get so crazy, right? It's funny. I actually just watched this video. Oh, it was a Linus video, Linus Tech Tips. I'm sure you've heard of him before. I love Linus. I don't love Linus. I love him. I don't hate him or anything. I'm not... But the way I said that sounded like I was like, <laughs> F Linus. No, Linus makes great videos. Um, I watch Linus's videos, all right? I'm saying I don't love him. Like, I watch every like, one of them. I watch every video. single video. But he was talking about, um, he was basically showing the parody in graphics card pricing over the years. You know, like um, like the 60 series, the 70 series to the 80 series, you know, with the 8th, 9th, and uh, two tens and 2,000 gens. And how they've kind of shifted up the pricing, right? How if you took the money you spent last year on a graphics card and spent the same money this year on a graphics card, you wouldn't get a better graphics card, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Like, like you can't upgrade it in place, basically. Right. Like, if I, I bought a 970 two years ago for 400 bucks or whatever a 970 cost when it launched, right? Um, I couldn't get a 1070 for that much, and there ain't no way I'm getting a 2070 for that much, right? Like, basically... The ability to spend the same amount and, and stay in the same tier of the upgrade is gone now. They just arbitrarily raise the price yeah, every time. Everything's up or wrong. And Alps kind of done the same thing, right? They're, they kind of arbitrarily continue to uh, raise the price as they see fit. And uh, and it's kind of created this like weird place where like, the Pixel's done the same thing. Um, you know, where a Pixel started at you know, like 600 bucks when it first came out. Now they start... Kind of where iPhone started, like a thousand dollars, right? Uh, Huawei's now kind of following suit, right? Because I think they realized that being the cheapest phone made people think they were the cheapest phone, <laughs> right? So yeah. now they have like a fifteen hundred dollar Huawei P twenty Pro or whatever, um, simply because they know, like, if we sell the most expensive phone, people will think it's the most expensive phone, right? Like, it's it's really simple. Genius. Math. Yeah, it's really simple math, but um, you know, consumers are pretty um dumb in a sense when it comes to how they perceive value um so i do get it i do get why apple they're not there to make friends you know i definitely understand absolutely that. not yeah they they need to make money they have uh, they're the the richest company in the history of this planet yeah and that comes with a lot of pressure they've got a bunch of board members that demand profits their margins are now getting thinner i mean the uh six iphone six i think had a 70 percent margin which is just bonkers good lord i mean if you if you bought an iphone six take off 70 percent of that and just hand it to apple I mean that that's how much money you gave the, the company just in profits. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's totally crazy. So we now, know what margins look like and it's not Yeah, it's not that in this industry, man. And now, you know, they 
Samsung produces their screens. So in an effort to help uh, lower the costs, they're, they're talk in talks with LG to also become a partner. And competition will help lower the prices of the screen, which will help lower the cost of the phone. It's not going to necessarily lower the cost to the consumer, but it's going to help... Um, it's going to help with their margins because all of these components are now getting more expensive. You know, uh, VRAM is getting more expensive. Memory yeah. is getting more expensive. And like context on what you said um, about the margin. I mean, just because we know, um, and this is like napkins. I'm not going to give you any specifics, but if I saw tech products with 15% margin, I would be that as a very margin rich item. Yeah. yeah Extremely margin rich. Yeah. Right? Like who, what blood money. Did yeah. You, you know, what you, you get that on like yeah. cables and memory cards. You do not see that on, no. on high end tech products. And especially not ones with multiple components in them. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Finished goods. You never, never see that on a finished good component. No. You you you're gonna get maybe low low price components. You see that on where right. the dollar amount's low enough where yeah. it costs them sixty nine cents to build it and they sell it for a dollar sixty nine cents a cable and it's like oh so much margin right but it's never like no. it's never you know it's never a, a notebook that they're selling for a thousand dollars that probably costs them nine hundred and twenty dollars to get to market yeah so you when know? you when you've built your trillion dollar business based on selling seventy percent margin components. And then that margin starts getting squeezed by global uh, prices. You know, no, it was no secret when when RAM went nuts. Yeah, it was about six months ago that it kind of peaked. Um, and it was, I mean, I I bought in February two thousand and I have no idea what the dates are now. Seventeen, eighteen. What's today? Eighteen. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. February seventeen. I bought. Uh, 16 gigabytes of RAM for 120 bucks. Six months ago, that was 220 bucks. I just saw the exact 16 gig kit I bought in, I don't know, March for 160 dollars on sale, and today it was 112 dollars on sale. <laughs> right? Um, to I mean, and that's you know eight months later, right? Like that, that's the, the way pricing is. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and CPU price, you know, and I don't know what, I, I'm not that in tune to it to know what's causing, you know, like for C- CPUs, for example, like, is it the silicone? Is it the, you know, are there labor disputes and the guys that cut the dyes? Like I have, I don't know. I know that they're like the actual raw materials have gotten more expensive in, especially the memory side of things. CPU, I'm not really sure what what the pricing yeah. is there, um, but so Apple is trying to manage the same profit or the same costs of goods that that we're chasing in the retail space for components, and they're using it on their finished goods, so their margins are fluctuating, but they still have the same targets to hit from a profit perspective. So the only thing they can hope to do is one lower the costs by in you know introducing new suppliers to help create competition to lower the price of the of the phone or to get you to buy more of their hardware at a faster rate. That's the only one that they can match the same profits that they've been doing and I think that's prompted a lot of backlash recently from the consumer perspective that's causing them to kind of like pull back on some of this stuff yeah and i think you know the real issue is like i think this is kind of going to be like the final word on it but you know that 
they've definitely been forsaken honesty, you know, and I think that's kind of where you get into a um a real shitty area, right? A yeah, place the battery slowdown. Yeah, a place fiasco. where consumers really get upset, right? The the battery slowdown fiasco. There's a bunch of like uh, hidden camera videos now of people um, bringing in their MacBooks and they just like take them in the back and say, "Oh, it's too expensive. We can't fix it. You got to buy a new one." And then they get it fixed for like forty dollars somewhere else, right? Like, like there's a lot of that stuff going around. I've seen a bunch of that recently. And all it's, this it's crazy. Talk. And it doesn't take a lot of people to bail on your company for it to make a huge impact. A huge impacts, right? When your product is seven hundred dollar phones and fifteen hundred dollar computers, I think there's and I think there's one thing people that aren't in big companies don't realize is that like, um, the only measure of success is growth right like uh you can't be a trillion dollar company one year or a billion dollar company one year and a 950 million dollar company the next year right as much as that sounds like a lot of money that's a loss it's a failure that's a failure yeah you, right you failed and because no one's projecting th- that loss yeah and the minute you go from being a billion dollar company to a 900 million dollar company investors leave the board starts throwing in the towel people starts, get fired yeah people get fired yeah you're trying to liquidate you're looking to make low-cost product you know what i mean like a lot of things start to change really fast uh the moment that uh growth isn't achieved in a year so um you know it seems like oh well they got so much money it's like it's never going to change it's like no all it has to do is like look like it hit a ceiling yeah not grow as fast yeah not grow as fast or yeah you could still have a positive growth yeah. year and if it's if the projection was four percent and you're at a percent and a half you know they're gonna see that as losing uh 150 million dollars you know what i mean because that's you know that's that's uh two percent or whatever or whatever of the of the change and so you know you, you really it doesn't take a lot of negative sentiment yeah, to, uh, this is a this is a gamble for them. I mean, they're they're going to lose money by people repairing their 4s iPhones. Yeah, without without a doubt. Um, but what they're hoping happens is that it's a, they're going to build up enough goodwill back with those guys that they lost from the slowdown and you know this this right to repair stuff that they'll come back to the brand. I mean, it really it depends how they price it, right? If it looks like they're trying to be helpful i think that's true if it Which looks they did with the battery thing right they, yeah. they, they made that reasonable I they feel made like. it very it was like 30 bucks or something yeah it's like the cheapest thing i've ever seen in an apple store right right um but then keep it reasonable i think that's great if, if it's if it's like you're trying to repair some vintage custom product i think it's gonna really get uglier and uglier for them yeah it's a i mean it's a lot of parts that they'll they're gonna have to stock and buy and have on the shelf and that's God, a lot charge of so much money it's well it's a lot of inventory my that, buddy that's just was sitting there i was my buddy to the apple store the other a couple weeks ago and he wanted a band for his apple watch there's so much money and i was like we were at glendale and there's like a sax right there or something or neiman marcus in that shopping center and i was just like I was like, don't buy it here. I looked up Neiman Marcus. And I'm just like, you can get like a leather, like, <laughs> like I don't even know, like a Louis Vuitton Apple Watch band from Neiman Marcus for like 300 bucks. And like the Apple brand one was like $400 God. from the Apple store. I was just like, 
get out of here like run like don't buy it but yeah being able to walk into an apple store without looking at any price tags that's the sign of real wealth yeah that's super that's when you know you're balling <laughs> yeah. is when you can just like walk i'm just gonna stop into the iphone the apple store and buy a couple things i need a new case for my iphone yeah i need a new i gotta up you know i need a new uh tablet and yeah i'm not buying my case from this kiosk this kiosk outside yeah i'm gonna go inside an eighth of the price and buy the apple brand one when i need to buy something from a guy in a blue shirt yeah i love these guests <laughs> all right enough on this bill what did you want to bring to the house tonight well okay so i know i said that we weren't going to go political and i am going to stick to that but unfortunately there's going to be a uh, slight uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> sound the alarms there's so gonna... what's, what's going on with politics and airplanes today then bill <laughs> It's not airplanes. I, I don't promise. believe. I don't believe you. Okay, so this is just a springboard for this because um, this has been one of the biggest things in the news lately, which is data, um, consumer data. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there is a, a senator uh, that released an early draft of legislation today, so last week, um, that would create substantially stiffer guidelines for the misuse of customer data. So the bill suggests that you could get 10 to 20 years for senior executives at any technology company or not really technology company, any company that misuses data. Good. Fuck those guys. So Google and Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Going to gloss over that comment. Google and Facebook are the two biggest, you know, bad guys in this lately that we know of. Yeah. All doing it. Um. But Google and Facebook are kind of the most uh, reported on right now. So I I am conflicted in this for a couple of reasons. One, I am in marketing and use data and analytics to make marketing decisions. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know, me and Bill both work in marketing for a very large e-commerce retailer. Uh, I work on the B2B side. Bill works on the retail side. So... Data is very important to what we do every single day. Very important. I love data because it helps make decisions. And people that, you know, like, I feel, I think that. I'm just like, dude, the number's right there. Just do what it tells you. It makes your job and life super easy as a, as a marketer, or, you know, anyone in business for that matter. So I love data. And I'm, I won't, I'll, I'm calling it data and not customer data specifically because we don't, I, I have never used one-to-one customer data personally in like I've never okay Bob likes this so I'm gonna you know in in sales jobs I have from a CRM perspective which is basically just organized notes so it's a little bit different um, but customer data and using you know uh, search data or view data opens click-throughs all that kind of analytical stuff um, is very important to to me as somebody in marketing. As a consumer, I'm also conflicted because I am I have a heightened awareness because of my job of the fact that everything that we do is is being used for data. And how to manipulate that. For sure. Yeah, I mean that that uh customer rewards program at your grocery store or you know and at Vons or you know Walgreens those things, those exist for tracking. Yeah, absolutely. They want you to put your phone number in so they know how often you buy toilet paper. Yeah. That's and the ha- only reason that exists. And hot tip, kids. If you want to buy something online and you're not in a hurry, put it in your cart 
and close that window. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, cause, yeah. cause they will send you an email in a day offering you that, that, that a coupon on that product. Yep. Right. Almost always you'll get abandoned cart is like everywhere now. Like a, everyone runs an abandoned cart campaign. Yeah. Right. Hot tip. Hot tip. But yeah, I mean, if you think Walgreens is you just by the kindness of their heart, giving you 10% off that shampoo, because you have they have your phone number, you're crazy. I mean, they're they're using that information to make business decisions. So my my conflicted viewpoint on this is I recognize what they're using that data for and how it can benefit me as the consumer. Because I'm being targeted by ads all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm hyper aware of it, but everyone's being targeted by ads, whether it's a display ad online or a billboard. Well, it's really funny is you know. You're being tracked by companies you've never heard of. Absolutely. Right? Like there four are, companies you've never heard yeah, of. Yeah, four companies you've never heard of. There are people working in the background um running tracking campaigns on your cookie that um you don't even know what this company is. And you know, I'm not saying they're nefarious, right? Like I've worked with a lot of these companies that do, you know, yeah, display ads or uh you know, a, a s- smart display, you know, it's it's tracking you across multiple sites and and injecting ads when you when you go to CNN or whatever, and it's uh, and it's not, you know, th- as far as I know and as far as the way I've interacted with those companies, it's only up and up. Nothing shady's going on, okay? Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at it from the not shady part, but and even offline. I mean, you're you're, you know, that's why I gave the example of the drugstore. Is yeah. I mean, that's an offline example of a company gathering data about you. They have your phone number. They know where you live. They know how much money you spend on you know, hair products and, you know, allergy medicine at their, their store. And they use that to say, okay, well, you know, we're, we're seeing an uptrend in in this type of product. We're going to order that, or, you know, this product is not selling as well. Let's run some deals or lower the price on this. It's all things to help, you know, create, uh, you know, make conversions and, you know, direct certain things towards you specifically. Cause I, I know like if I see an ad, I, I want to see an ad that, would help me. I want to know about products that I could use or that I would be interested in. Yeah, and I think the thing like uh a thing to remember is like uh these companies that are tracking you or these people that are I mean it's funny because we have such a marketing perspective on this, but um you know, when 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 a company looks at you as a consumer, they're they want you to buy things. They don't want you to not buy things, right? So they want to know what you want to buy. So they can give you a discount on it, right? Because they need to move product, right? Yeah, a discount or present it in a way that makes you go, you know, create urgency yeah, to somehow yeah. get you to buy it. In yeah. general, though, the way they create urgency is yeah, that's the some type way, of yeah. promotion, right? Yeah. Like, this guy loves video games. We got 10% off all these video games right now. He's the guy that needs to see this ad, right? And maybe that's true, right? I like to buy video games and I like coupons, right? Like, like that's what I mean. As a marketer... Um, there's definitely value in putting yourself in front of ads that are relevant to you, right? Um, I was just talking to someone today, one of our designers, about um, about campaigns and about you know how it is important to to give people value for their click, right? Like to when you have a captive audience and someone is willing to participate in your promotional campaign, like how do we guarantee value to that person? How do we make sure that they're they don't feel like they wasted their time, you know, because um 
because that's what's important, right? Like it, if you want to convert on these people, if you want to make sales, right? If your goal is to sell things, then people can't feel shitty about what you've given them, right? You need to present them value. And um, and you do that by having this information, right? And you gain that as a consumer by providing that information. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery, touchy slope, right? Like how much should I give? And, um, how much is too much and what should I expect back for what I give? Yeah. And I, I think for me, the real thing is like, um, know what you're, know what you're providing and know what your value back is on that. You know, like, like be aware that anytime you put your email anywhere, they need to provide you value back for that immediately. Right. This isn't like a prolonged, uh, hopefully sometime I'll get this. I I will literally pipe up <laughs> like you know if if someone wants my email I I will literally be like what what are you giving me for this you know like like is there a coupon is there a a tote bag <laughs> like like you know what I mean yeah, yeah. because you're giving them something with value like that costs money you know um, and it's a lot of money right like cost for customer acquisition is so high that if you actually plan on buying something from a company. They kind of owe you, you know, <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Right. So um, just know your value proposition, I guess. Yeah. And as a consumer, I want relevancy and, and value for that information yeah. on Instagram. Like I will if, if I see an ad that is not relevant to me, I will say I don't want to see this ad because it's not relevant to me. Like I want to be given relevant ads. I like I love it when the Internet works and I'm fed something that I had never seen before. I didn't know anything about, and I am being presented that whether it's like a YouTube suggested video or, you know, a new product or, uh, you know, whatever it is that makes me super happy. One as a marketer, like, Hey, this is, you know, this is working. This is an example of, you know, of, of my data being used correctly. Um, but I also, understand that with that comes a lot of my personal data is in a bunch of places that I don't know where it is. Yeah. So the, you know, potential future legislation making it, you know, you know, making these executives really pay for mishandling, knowingly mishandling data or, you know, the Cambridge Analytica crap, which is not just Cambridge Analytica, you know, in the article that I read, you know, they say like, you know, Facebook, which had the Cambridge Analytica thing that literally this is from Cambridge Analytica. So, you know, whatever you want to just transparency, but thousands of app developers were using that same exact feature sold to them feature of if you opt in, you, they have access to all of your friends, thousands and thousands of apps. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you've not agreed, you've them. agreed to it. Yeah, not just Cambridge Analytica. So that's why you've never heard Mark Zuckerberg like coming down on Cambridge, right? The Antichrist, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm just saying, like, he knows. Yeah, he knows that they actively sold that to everybody. To everybody. And as from the marketer side, you're a number. No one cares about, you know, Bob Smith. He, you know, likes to search for this stuff. No one cares. No one's looking at it from that perspective. They might look at it as 40% of 
the people that are in Bob's demographic look at this thing, but no one cares about you specifically. Yeah, the only people that care that you search for herpes medication are people <laughs> that sell herpes medication, right? Yeah. Like, there's not yeah. this, like, nefarious little troll guy being like, That's did gonna you blackmail see, did you you see what Bill's looking yeah. at? I can't believe it, right? The only people that care are the people that have a, an opportunity to make money yeah. selling based on your search right now the obvious part of all this is yes of course your address your phone number your date of birth your social security number all of the personal data that can be used by criminals to steal your identity or to make fraudulent purchases or to you know that is what all of this stuff is trying to prevent no one you know this legislation isn't trying to prevent marketing companies from serving you a coupon a coupon that is going to help you buy your herpes medication so is that a good coupon it might, it's 15 percent off wow but it's only good for this weekend oh sh- so you got to hurry up so <laughs> might need to stock up I'm just so saying. all all of these you know like smart speakers and you know the the facebook portal thing that i completely dogged on which i still think is a stupid idea come you know don't put cameras in your house don't put cameras in your house if you don't want people looking at you because they are looking at you they are recording you your phones are recording your conversations and using that to trigger how many stories have you heard of people like talking about something they've never talked about before like hey let's go on a norwegian cruise they've never said that word ever before you open up your phone go to an ad go to you know your favorite website and there's an ad for norwegian cruises it's not a coincidence i don't know that sounds like a coincidence they're listening to you well, they definitely, I mean, the technology works by listening to you. So how can you think it's not listening to you? Exactly. So, okay. So that was all, that's all kind of the backstory. Tony. Bill. Do you want to be Ron Swanson and be completely off the grid and, you know, hide your money in the ground? Or obviously this is, you know, hyper, you know. Uh, hyperbole but or are you in the freely here's all my information sell to me um, you had to pick one of the one or the other do you know who uh what's his i don't want to say his name wrong because i feel like it's gonna make me seem like a jerk mkb mkhb marquise right yeah marquise yeah. i don't know his last name i don't want to be like marquise i don't want to say it bad right but I love his videos. His YouTube channel is amazing. He was on Joe Rogan last week, and um, he, I kind of share his opinion, right? Um, maybe more almost predatory than he does, but he's like, if you want my information, I just got to get something out of it, right? Like, we got to understand the exchange, right? And that's kind of what I'm saying as, to other consumers and what I how I treat it myself as a consumer is like I will give you certain information. I'll provide you accurate data. I need to know what I'm getting back for that. And I can, I want to be able to knowingly decide if that's a good value, right? Um, the moment it like spirals out of control from there is where I think it gets real shitty, right? And it always does. That information always gets out somewhere, right? But, but what about what about the stuff that isn't necessarily asking you for the information, but where they're taking it? Like the, you know, your your cell phone's listening to you or your Google Home is listening to your conversations or, you know, when we get down to the, uh, what's that movie with uh, Harrison Ford that, uh, what's his face, just redid? Um, the Terminator. Not the Terminator. 
Harrison Ford was in the Terminator. Oh, what's the one? With the Neo, they just redid it. They had like 2049. With Anne Heche on the island? No, no. Um, Blade, not Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner? Blade Runner oh, is what I'm thinking of. That. Yeah, no, Blade Runner, where they have like, you know, like the targeted ads that are holograms that follow you and stuff. So here's my thing. The retail kind of side of it doesn't really bother me. Right? Where, where you're giving the information, where you're giving them or the Or even email. if, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm searching for white leather sneakers like these fine mothers right here. And, uh, and, you know, I start seeing ads on some sick white leather sneakers or, you know what I mean? Like it's... Or, you know, just sneakers in general or uh, or some, you know, some sick designer jeans to, to kind of show those bad boys off. Like that that part is, um, it's very superficial, right? And it's trying to provide me like a, it's trying to, it's trying to use intelligence to provide me a retail experience, a positive retail experience. In that sense, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. That doesn't bother me, right? Um, now, Google or uh amazon um constantly listening in my house um i don't like and that's kind of why i don't have one hooked up but um i get that they're trying they're saying they're trying to do the same thing and that's fine but you know like alexas have been subpoenaed for criminal cases before right because they are always listening I don't know if you have you used an Alexa. Or, I haven't uh, used Alexa, but uh, or whatever they call that. I can't remember what they call it. Yeah, Echo. 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 Um, but I do have uh, Google Home. So even in Google Home, you can go in and listen. Like you can see all your requests, right, and like play them back, and hear all the background noise. You hear random ones that you don't remember requesting. You know what I mean? Like I always see that light flash on every once in a while. Yeah, you know, and like, you look and it's like, oh, there's there? just like 45 seconds of conversation that's been recorded, right? Um, and there's, you know, you really can't just think that it's only heard what you what is recorded, right? Like it's heard everything. It's listening. It's listening for its cue. It has to listen. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Um, yeah. And so, you know, maybe at this point, you know, uh, Amazon hasn't had to yield to any of the subpoenas and Google hasn't had to share this data with any government agencies. Right. But at some point, you know what I mean? I don't need this. Um, you know, like we're we're getting into very Orwellian times here. Right. And for the most part, I don't think it's a big deal. Right. Like, I, I, I don't care if it hears me you know if this thing hears me masturbate right like i'm just trying to think of what the most embarrassing yeah thing yeah i knew would that hear, was right coming. yeah yeah if yeah. this thing hears me masturbate this and is whatever weird crap yeah you we're do adults that we're adults okay i don't care it doesn't bother me right but if this thing hears me say who i want to vote for for president right and decide to pitch me ads or at some point in this orwellian future like inform people around me of you know um a decision i made years in the past right like i can tell you this right now if um like if people could search my reddit and other forum history from when i was 18 to now you know they could dig up some real garbage shit and post it on my twitter and affect my relationships with people right like 
Because we've all been stupid and said stupid things at times. Oh, right? yeah. I, I could never run for public office. I'd be screwed. No, you could. It's just, you know, it's it's, it's so hard to... It's so Ooh, hard. To, it would be rough. It's so hard to make these links. Those attack ads would be brutal. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to make these connections until you put an always running microphone in your home. You know what I mean? Then it gets really easy to make these connections. And that's that's the shit that Reich, I think, is terrifying, right? Is this this leap from like... Oh yeah, I made some crappy posts on on forums when I was in high school. Probably probably said the n word. You know what I mean? I, I've probably done all kinds of like things I'm not proud of and wouldn't want to be, um, wouldn't want to define me as a person. And um, you know, gotten in fights with kids that didn't deserve it or picked on kids. You know what I mean? Like I've been a part of a lot of shitty stuff. Like we all have, and um, and we can we can. We can separate from those things and compartmentalize those things until you put a microphone in your house and it, it can connect all those things together on you. You know what I mean? It can build a um, a profile of you over time that connects you to all kinds of things and is like, oh, this is the type of person that's going to vote for Donald Trump in 2020. Yeah. And right. You, like, or this is the kind of person that's going to stop you from winning this election, uh, Mr. President. You know what I mean? And it's like. So then what? Then what do people do with that information? You know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's powerful information, right? Like, the moment you know, like, you know, I need 100 votes to win this state, right? And I can, I can use Alexa to guarantee that those 100 people, I can, I can profile 100 people that are going to vote Republican, and I need a Democrat to win this state, Right? And I can, you know, Facebook could provide this and we could make some some changes to this world. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like far fetched. No, it's not far fetched at all. Right. And like, that's easy. Like, yeah. That's, and that's, he- heaven forbid we go down the road that China's going down right now with their their social. Uh, oh, yeah. Social I mean, standing thing. China's like next level with it. Like, yeah. And, and they just they're the city that is testing that right now. Dude, it's weird it's crazy it's it i was watching weird. the video like the sample video they show yeah and it is crazy there what was the example that i saw from this week it was on like the train and it was like you you have to be standing or there were, there was some like weird and it was in english or like if any other passengers yeah act out of place like did yeah. you hear that yeah, same I thing? That. And yeah, the, the recording on the public train was in English. I think it looped reason. different languages is why. Did it? Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that was. I think you just saw the English yeah, part. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there there's an example of, you know, a Google Home and Alexa type device on public transportation that's recording your, you know, how polite you are on the train and giving you a score. We're all very conscious of the way that Google and Facebook... Um, and Twitter, um, the way that their influence affected the most recent election, right? For better or worse, no matter what side, political side of the spectrum you're on, you have qualms with the way social media and search engines affected uh, the outcome of the most recent election, right? Um, and they're private companies. They get to do that. Yeah, they're private companies. They get to do that. And it can only get so much worse you know what i mean that they can that's what i'm saying like 
like the example I gave before. We're, we're going. We're I'm. I I feel less like bouncing off the bumpers of political conversation. Well, I, I, <laughs> I think. Well, I don't think this conversation is political. I think the issue is, um, the power in things like politics. Right. All right. Let's let's let's. So not, I, I like the the retail example. I think is as intrusive potentially as the political stuff. I mean, the political thing I think is hot button now because people are so identifying with one side or the other. So if you're outed as something or being shown something that's offensive to you or not, that it's, it seems to it's, there's a bigger reaction. Whereas Walgreens sending you coupons in the mail for Kleenexes because they know you have a cold. Yeah. I just think, I just think politically, um, you could make real changes in people's lives uh, based on even small data, small samples. You could do really low cost things that would uh, have huge influence if you could isolate people based on uh, on an archetype that you've you've been able to gather through this data, right? Yeah. Um, but I I also think that if if they're listening to you and they hear overhear a conversation that your phone is slowing down or you're you're running out of memory on your phone and then they yeah you know, I'm just saying if you if you see that let's slow his phone down even more if you see that one neighborhood you know is going to vote seventy two percent against you and it's got two hundred people in it and you need hundred and thirty votes to win this district. And you just, uh, no buses seem to be able to make it out of that neighborhood. You know, there's really bad traffic, right? Like, oh, there's a car accident, there's a semi stuck on the highway, right? Like, like watchdog style. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's some level that's kind of all you need, right? Like, like it, it could be very easy to accomplish those things for, for very low cost. And, you know, like, I, I'm not big on, like, gerrymandering and, you know, people just need to get out and vote. Like, I vote by mail, right? Um, all I'm saying is, like, it's really easy to see when the tools are so robust, you know? And I mean, the same yeah. could be said for, I mean, I, I get it. Like I'm making well, it all about politics, but the same could be said for finance. The same mm-hmm. could be said for law enforcement. The same, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, retail is where it's going to happen first and most prevalently because the speed of the government works and the, oh, the cost of everything, yeah. like it's going to take them forever to figure it out. But retail, because that's where the money's at, that's where they're going to leverage yeah, it. Profitability first. drives. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, hey, hey, where where do you think we should go to dinner tonight? And all of a sudden, you've got an ad for you know Mimi's Diner down the street, you know, on your phone as you open it up. Like that's the kind of stuff that. Or you either think that's cool, or you think that's intrusive as hell. Or you say, "Where should we go for dinner tonight?" You open up your phone and type "dinner," and it shows you the sponsored ad. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Yelp, like the Yelp feeds into yes. what you've done, and the, the the sponsored ad for Yelp. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm referring to. It's Which just, is already what's it's like. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's what's now. happening now. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't like that, and it makes me kind of uncomfortable that I think that's kind of okay. And probably it's because I would love to be able to <laughs> utilize that technology. Too. I think it's the man trying to keep us down, bro. It's probably the man. I heard it's the man. Out man, there. we speaking of the man, we flirted with some politics stuff. We got we flew way too close to the sun on that. I think we did okay. <laughs> we we escaped it a little bit, but we were flirting there for a minute. Well, I think talking about politics as a whole, like the evil man. 
and uh, and their we didn't data go into collection. specific ideology. Yeah, I think yeah. as long as we avoid ideology, yeah. it's okay. I still think we that was still too uncomfortable. <laughs> Goddamn man! I know we were too. We got the we man got trying to close. keep us down. We got too close. Tony, where can the folks find you? Um, on the internet. Uh, don't tell the man. <laughs> But if you yeah, don't tell anybody else where they can find yeah. you. <laughs> don't tell anybody, all right. But I'm gonna give you guys a. You can look me up on Twitter and Twitch. It's the Tone Face Killer, T O N E F A C E K I L L A H. Um, shoot me a tweet, uh, Bill. Where can our friends find you? B I L L four L E on your typical social media places, but Twitch is a good place and YouTube is a great place as well. I like um, Twitter. Uh, I don't not I'm not a fan of Twitter. I repost from Instagram on Twitter, but I'm I'm about uh Twitch and YouTube. Uh look us up Tech Yeah Podcast on Twitter. Uh Tech yeah Podcast at gmail dot com if you want to write to us. Tell us to just shut the F up about politics. It's enough is enough already. Uh whatever you gotta say. We'll be glad to hear from you. Um if you have any questions, we'd love to read them live on the show and respond. Uh if you want a sponsorship, if you want us to sponsor you or you want to sponsor us or you know either way we go both ways yeah like yeah shout outs both ways shout outs both ways we can shout you out you can shout us out we can shout each other out however you like to do it but uh thank you guys for listening hopefully you made it this far hopefully you turned it off like 10 minutes ago yeah they should have stopped like halfway through yeah (laughs) but uh we love you guys and we're we're glad you listened thanks for thanks for listening to tech yeah for this week check your check your check your check your bye